podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are listening to the Welsh Regional Rugby Podcast. We haven't quite worked out what the A in rap stands for yet, but bear with us. This is the best place for fans in Wales to get involved and have your say about what matters to you or on your regional team. Then again, I would say that because uh, I'm a presenter. Uh, so, anyway, here we go. Welcome to the show. Okay, so welcome to this week's wrap podcast. And uh, no, no surprise really that Jamie's smiling and the rest, the rest of us are, uh, are just going. Oh, we've got to do this shit again this this week. <laughs> I'm just looking oh, yes. at Jamie's smiling face. So, um, how are we all Take feeling, care. gents? How are we all? Awful. <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. <laughs> I'm feeling so really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Really this, good. This, this is, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I forgot all about last week. I'm looking forward to Saturday, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> Cowan's gone <laughs> straight on. Let's start with predictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get really. last it all. Yeah, it, it does have a bit of a... Well, let's start with a happy one. Let's start with the easy one. What, what's, what's your beer of the week, guys? What's your, your drink of the week? Who's Who's got... I've gone for a Cobra, only because I had a, a curry the other night. And it's left over from that. Um, so, yeah, it should keep me through the podcast. Lovely stuff. Jane, what's your drink of the week, my friend? Well, I'm quite partial to fruity beers, and it was in Tesco's the other day, and I saw this on the shelf. I thought, oh, I think I'll give that a try. It's um, Cherry Beer, Krieg Boon. Oh, no. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've heard of that one. That yeah, Cherry like Beer. It's, it's Belgian Cherry Beer. It's only 4%. Um, yeah, and i got to say, it's very, very nice. Very fruity, very nice. So, um, yeah, Krieg Boon, it's called. Are you so sure cheers. that's not your wife's beer again, mate? Are you nicking? I, I it's definitely not the wife's. No, no, it's definitely not the wife's. This is mine. I bought it in Tesco's. Uh, yeah, she wasn't happy about the, the Magnus Rose incident. But uh, yeah, this is my beer. <laughs> One that you stole it, two that you thought it was awful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, double whammy. <laughs> Carwin, what about you, mate? What's, what's your beer of the week? Right, I've, I've got, it's called uh, Bragde Gogarth from the Great Orm Brewery. It's called Welsh Gold or Gumri. Hang on, have you seen that? Aye. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Proper one, that. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's, uh, what is it? It's 3.6 as well. Ah, uh, see, he's, he's drinking from straight Koa? from the bottle. <laughs> Ray? Is that from Coa? It is from the co-op, yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any Hang autographs? While you, yeah, any autographs well, while you were shopping there this week? No, I didn't go, so the wife went this week. I did ask for some Moretti and she came back with this Welsh stuff. So uh, <laughs> you've, got, you've got her to blame. <laughs> well, local can't independent be looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she, she just said local independent traders. It's like the bloody trotters down here. <laughs> 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 well, my my beer is a it's a Welsh one as well. It's called Hereith, and it's it's from a, someone in in Swansea. Ah, uh, oh, my eyes are going, boys. I can't see. Um, someone in the yeah, Swansea Brewery. It's not Gower Brewery, but it's another Swansea Brewery. Um, Master Brewers. Oh no, Master Brew. Ah, fuck it. I don't know. Anyway, it's called Hereith, and it's a it's a, a pale ale. It's quite nice. I quite like it. It's going down very well. So yeah, it's uh, 
Mm. Yes. I was. Enjoy. I was meant to go to the, the Scarlets game on um, Friday night, and I was meant to pick up a pack of um, Velin Voil, do a, a specialist 150-year celebratory uh, pale ale. So I thought, oh, we'll have some of that. Lovely jubbly. That'll be perfect for the, the podcast next week. And then I couldn't get to the game. And then I went to order it online, and it's like seven quid for fucking delivery. I thought, bollocks to that. It's going to have to wait a few uh, weeks. So, you know. Bless you, save, bless yourself, save yourself a tenner on the uh, ticket, eh? Which leads us quite nicely into let's talk about how shit we all were last week, and then Jamie can smile. Some of laugh. us. Yeah, some of us for shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cardiff were that bad. Friday, I was like my... looking through my fingers, man. <laughs> but it's a mighty win. That team's ever. Hey, you've beat us playing in front of you, mate. You've played us in front of us. And we would have lost that game a couple of years ago. And in fact, we did. You smashed yeah. them as well, isn't it? It wasn't the uh, just you know past what? the finish post that this guy has got. We... We watched the game in the stadium, right? And I turned to my dad and I said, does this make you feel a bit uncomfortable? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, we're watching the Dragons and Ronnie Parade. We know they're not going to lose. We know they're not going to shit the bed. Doesn't it feel slightly unnerving <laughs> how comfortable it is? And he went, yeah, yeah it is a bit. It was. It felt really weird. Oh, is everyone from? No way, the Dragons were going to win and they were winning comfortably. It was, it was not. It's a wild, you know, and people say, well, it's only Seymour. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we lost yeah. that game last season, 2019, before the pandemic. They came down to Ronnie Parade. I saw them. They beat us. You know, so the old the Dragons of old would have easily lost that game and they've done in the past. So it was a very good win. And they didn't just yeah. win. Don't be they, honest. They, they smashed them, didn't they? They absolutely smashed them. Well, we, just for the sake did. of the listeners, I just want to say that, like, Carolyn's picture is, like, very Halloween-y at the moment. Just his disembodied head in the darkness. Oh, right. as he's, uh... <laughs> it's like the Blair Witch Project, isn't it? What are you doing? Yeah. Where are you? I know, like, oh, you're in the woods or something. <laughs> no, I'm in the garden. Yeah. I can't, can't do this. Don't do this inside, Ronald Kids. Um, but I've got to be honest, I'm really pleased for the dragons. You know, yeah, I have, they're, they're, they're the one team I've always wanted to do well, other than the Ospreys down the years. And I'm like, will they ever get their act together? And finally, you know, it's maybe, maybe I don't want to speak too soon. I don't want to jinx. I'm like, but no. I think they're doing, they're doing really well, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's still early in the season, isn't it? So let, let's hold our horses. Yeah. But it's been a very encouraging opening block. I mean, to back up last week's bonus point win, you know, you know with the, yeah. the Ospreys, there were two bonus point wins in two weeks. I wasn't expecting that, and um, yeah, you it was pretty good. Yeah, and really intelligent play as well, wasn't it? Like, uh, um, is it not not Steph Evans? Uh, yeah, it is Steph Hughes. No, Steph, Steph Hughes. Hughes. Sorry, Steph Hughes. Yeah, the yeah I, I really like him. Like he's yeah. uh, he's good enough. He's field, he? he's proven to be a really smart pickup. And yes. I I know Scarlets have had budget issues, and they had to let him go, but they they clearly ruin it. You know, they've ruined that decision because it's a brilliant pickup for the Dragons. He's yeah, been excellent sure, yeah, since yeah. he's come down. He was excellent again. He's such, he's just, like I said, he's not flashy, but he's so intelligent. You know, the lines he runs, his passing, his yeah, movement right off the ball. Right he's, re- he's a really good, solid club pro, and he's been a brilliant pickup. And uh, I'm delighted he's with us, to be hey, honest. When, so, uh, yeah. when he was with us, though, he just never, 
he never made that breakthrough with us. I think he always had Jonathan Davis in front of him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he was yeah. always kind of playing second fiddle and just filling in every now and again. And I think, to be honest, the way he's playing at Dragons is a mile ahead of, of where he was playing uh, for Scarlet. He had a couple of decent runs with us and he, he kind of showed bits of it, but not all of it. And I think right. it's like a fresh lease of life for him. And he's yeah. that bit because he, he's still on a temporary contract. He's not on a on a permanent contract. Oh, he's injury cover. Yeah, he's injury yeah. cover at the moment. But uh, that might he's... be permanent. Who knows the way things. Oh, I think he's career then, isn't he? That's 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 yeah. different, isn't it? When you're yeah. playing for your career. Yeah, and yeah. I think he yeah. he kind of needed it to kind of give him that that bit of encouragement to kick on and do what he can do. You know, because he was yeah, starting yeah. to move into coaching. He he was coaching the under teams last year. And, you know, you, you kind of had that feel that like you didn't get taken to um, South Africa. I think there was only about five players that didn't go to South Africa. And he was one of them that just wasn't taken, wasn't needed sort of thing. So, he, yeah, you just had that feeling that he wasn't going to fit in and he wasn't going to be part of the, the, the future. So I'm I'm pleased for the fact that, you know, he's, he has... He's found that new Lisa, and sometimes players need it. Sometimes you you need to just Absolutely. go somewhere different and different environment, and and yeah. just a, a bit of a foot up the art sort of a thing. So I'm pleased for it. It's working out well for everyone, apart from us. Yeah. So and know. he would have learned a lot. He would have learned a lot from Jonathan Davis and Scott Williams as well. You know, playing yeah. you know playing yeah. in that squad environment, and yeah. he's, he's used that to his advantage. You know. Absolutely. And of course, he's worked with Dave Flanagan in the past. So Dave Flanagan knows all about Steph Hughes and what he can do. Angus O'Brien, another player, come from the Scarlets. He's been terrific. You know, mm. the Scarlet boys have yeah. come down to us actually been really, really good. So uh, yeah, very happy. Yeah. rising and rising, isn't it? Yeah. That's what happens when you win games. Yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> such a young coach as well, sort of thing. He's he's yeah. the best coach in Wales at the moment, isn't he? It's, it's, it's like I said, you know, he's been trapped into the deep end, haven't he, with all this Dean Ryan stuff. And uh, I think he's dealt with it really well. And doesn't he speak so well in the media? You know, every yeah. media interview I've seen him give, very articulate, very intelligent, you know, and he, he's enjoying it. You can tell he's enjoying the chaos that is at the Dragons, you know, it is organised chaos. In the world, and he absolutely loves it. You know, he's a proper Gwent boy and he's getting stuck into the challenge and he believes in the players. He always speaks. He's not like Dean Ryan. You know, but every time you hear Dean Ryan speak, it's always, ooh. But Dave speaks more enthusiastically. He's more positive about the players. He's, He's always praising them. Yeah, and they're playing for him. They like playing for him. And they're showing in the performance and the results. So, it's so far, so good. Have they sorted well, the he... Dean Ryan stuff out yet then? Or is that still kind of... No, I mean, it's uh, legalities. I mean, he is gone. You know, he's not coming back, but it's just this legal wranglings there to sort mm. out. Um, and that could take a very long time. You know, so uh, goodness knows when that'll be. But um, no, Fair Play the die. He's um, taking charge, and it's all working out at the moment. Who, who so, have you got next after the internationals? Well, we gotta go to South Africa, as all the Welsh teams have. But yeah. we gotta spend another week in South Africa because the news broke today that uh, the Lions are going to be replacing Wasps in the European Challenge Cup. Dragons oh, yeah, were, of so, course, yeah, scheduled yeah. to play Wasps so that we've got to spend another week in South Africa. We'll play the Lions first, then we play the Stormers, then we've got to play the Lions again in the Challenge Cup. So it's not ideal at all, really, no, but uh, it's, it is what it is. But uh, I, I would have liked uh, 
well, non-South African team. It's only being another European team, but uh, it's not ideal yeah. at all, really. Imagine having to a spend bit, bit another... A bit of warm weather playing. Yeah, another week in South Africa, in the sun, on the beaches, <laughs> instead of being in bloody Newport, where it's pissing down five degrees and howling a gale. Oh, it must be hell to have to spend another that's week. What you, that's what you want to play the Lions, though, isn't it? In the pissing down rain and the icy cold, isn't it? That's, yeah. what, they, that's what you want. Yeah. But, but these but South African think... teams are physical mind, aren't they? Let's not forget, they're very physical. So I am wondering, like, how many injuries are we going to pick up? That's my concern, you know? You know, these South African think, teams many... are strong. How many supporters do you think will travel from the, you know, the Dragons cohort to, you know, to go and watch the Dragons in South Africa? Oh, I don't know, about two. Two or three. <laughs> the pilot. Be, be, uh, you, you, you get uh, expats out there. You'll have like Welsh expats out there. But, uh, you know, you could ask that question for the regions. Can you? You know, not many yeah. people can afford this time of year to go to bloody South Africa. If you do, great, crack on. But uh, well, look, you most know, of I us watch, be watching watch on TV. Dragons. I watched the Dragons a couple of years ago up in the Kingspan against Ulster. And I was the only one cheering for the Dragons. Well done. I think got back to inc- the day, I presume. That included got the bench. Um, yeah. yeah, they got hammered. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't come as a surprise. Mm. <laughs> Within the, the, the Isles of the United Kingdom, you know, supporters should be able to to get around. You know, even if it's like just a couple of away games a season. Yeah. You know, it's a shame about Wasps, Mike, because I was looking forward to going to Coventry. I've been to Wasps Coventry ground before, and it's, it's quite an enjoyable day out. I like the ground. It's uh, smaller than it looks on telly, believe it or not. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I saw the new state lines, but, ooh, you know, but uh, it is what it is. But the good news is there's eight teams now in this pool and six of them can qualify from it. So that gives Dragons a really good chance, providing we win our home games, even if we lose out to South Africa and we got to play power, will they give a shit about this tournament? They don't know because they're struggling in the top 14. There is a good chance, actually, for Dragons to get out of this pool, provided they win their home games. So we'll see. We'll see Who what happens. I don't know what the rest of the teams. It's, it's oh, one yeah. ten team pool, and it's another the same yeah. team. They've had to retrick it now, um, right. but yeah, it's basically the top six now from the the eight teams. They they qualify, so there is a good opportunity for Dragons to get out of it. You know. So do you think? Do you, do you reckon now, right? That so Dragons are just starting to kind of build a bit of momentum now, aren't they? And they're just starting to really get going. So this mm. three weeks, or is it three week break? A two or a three week break in it, and then we go out to South Africa for the Dragons. That's come at just the wrong time for for Scarlets. Perfect, lovely couple of weeks off, less reset and less start again, sort of a thing. Dragons, you'd want to just keep playing that. You'd play two games a week at the minute, wouldn't you? Just to kind of build that momentum and keep it going. So, what do you yeah. reckon the chances on you know falling off the wagon for when you get out to South Africa? Oh, quite easily done because you know all the regions are struggling out in South Africa. The Lions are—they don't get the credit they deserve. Lions. A lot of people write them off. Yes, they are the weakest of the South African franchises, but they are a very good team. But they I would say they're probably the last. Yeah. absolutely. I think they're more beatable than the than the Stormer Sharks yeah. and Bulls. Um, I think that's probably Dragons' best chance of getting away. I mean, they're not going to beat the Stormers. They, that ain't going to happen at all. But um, if they come back with any sort of bonus point, whether that be a try bonus point or a losing bonus point, I think Dragons would have done well. Although Dave Langan did say this week that he's looking forward to getting out to South Africa because the pitches and the sunny weather, it'll suit the, the game that they want to play. So uh, I think we'll see hey, Dragons sort of tracking about. 
Yeah, they, they'll probably play caution to the they'll chuck caution to the wind and chuck the ball about, and you know that's the way I expect them to play. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's tough for all the regions in South Africa, isn't it? Because all our teams have gone there and they've all gone battered, so it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting though having all four sides out there at the same time, and mm. just kind of I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see if somebody gets injured, then somebody might call on on one of the other teams for a, a loan player or something like that. Do you know what I mean? If uh, if injuries at the minute are anything to... Saying that, Scarlet's are meant to have an extra 10 players back by the time we go to South Africa, apparently. So it might not affect us so much, but Osprey's 13 players down with Wales anyway, and then a couple of hefty injuries. Yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised yeah. if you know a couple of players go down before... Or do you know what I mean? Then there'll be calls going around going, can we borrow so-and-so this week? And you can, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Be in, and, and it's an interesting way of putting all four teams in the same place at the same time and just seeing how it yeah. how it works out, isn't it? It so, could work, isn't it? I think it could work, you know, let's say with the, the loan system or whatever. Hmm. And, you know, just, just to help other teams out, I think, you know, so we, we are getting a lot of injuries in the game in general at the moment, aren't we? Um, and especially with the resource we have here in Wales, I think you know we've got to help each other out. I'd but, quite uh, like to see somebody take Reese Webb on loan and put him in at a hooker. Just go, go on, son, <laughs> off you go. In, in a hooker, you'll be fine. Go into a couple of scrums; they're only small. Go on, you'll be fine, Reese. Carry on, fella. See how you get on. I think that would, that would, that would make me laugh. He's with the Barbarians, He's with the Barbarians, Reese Did you see that? Him and Alan yeah. Wainwright have been called out to Aaron the Barbarians. Wainwright. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that'll be well, interesting. Just to, Jamie's, just to use Jamie's phrase, talking of shit in the bed, what happened to Cardiff against Edinburgh? Shall mm. right, so I, so I start? I'm, I'm glad we're ending on the Ospreys and the Scarlets, mate. Oh, fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, we will cover them, don't worry. We'll get to them. Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's very disappointing. I thought like we started quite brightly, even though the Edinburgh went ahead quite early. Um, we, we took a while to sort of like uh, set ourselves, but once we started, we looked uh, we looked like a set piece side. Like, and our driving mall was causing Edinburgh all sorts of problems. Like, and it's not often I say that about a Cardiff side. Uh, in the in the scrum, I thought we had the measure of them, and I had some mystifying. Um, uh, you know, referee decisions go against us uh, when we seem to be like pushing them back. So, like, I don't claim to understand like every sort of rule uh, of the the front row and things like that, isn't it? But we just look to be dominant. Uh, so I didn't understand some of the decisions. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not one-eyed. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely livid about like some of the decisions. <laughs> the, um, the forward pass for Jason Harris try. Uh, do you mean we we just it felt like to me, um, and you can all give me balance, so I'll just do the Cardiff point of view right here, isn't it? Um, it's dangerous it asking like for balance off Jamie, mate. That's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I remember like Thomas Young just ripping the ball off a man stood up sort of thing, and he gave a penalty to them, saying he'd gone to the ground already sort of thing, nowhere near. Um, it just, everything that we were dominating them on, the referee gave decisions uh, like against us, 
uh, and it just took the, the wind out of our sails. And more and more then in the second half, they just became more dominant because they could be. And, you know, not taking anything away from Edinburgh in the way that they, they attacked. It was lovely rugby they played uh, in some of their attacks. Um, their attack coach is really, really good, clearly. Um, their, their back line looks sharp, even though they've lost like loads of players to uh, the Scottish side. Um, but, yeah, I'm just... Uh, not very, not very happy with the some of the decisions that were made. Uh, I'm happy with the effort the Cardiff put in, uh, you know, because sometimes you know the, the times I've come away from uh, the Arms Park going like, do you mean like, isn't it? Uh, you know, at least I care, you know, what have you? But I, I thought, you know, from from under fifteen, they had a crack at it. Um, even deep into the second half, did you see uh, Corey Domachowski's break? And, um, and uh, yeah. so soft hands, soft hands from Rory Thornton, yeah, just to put him into the gap. Uh, and then he chipped the head. I was like, no! Like, so like, it's like, like screaming from the terrace. It's like, what are you doing? He could have just set that up, you know, hitting the rack and what have you. And, but, yeah, that was that afternoon. We lost. Uh, I was gutted. So I just, I just want to read your WhatsApp message, which must have been... Less than ten minutes after, after the the final whistle, and your 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 message simply reads, "fucking ref," <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and that was it. Oh, just fuck it, I'm done. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, something I haven't said is that uh, my phone just went off. No, my uh, my whole family is in. Um, is in France. Uh, my wife and my two children have gone with uh, my wife's brother and their two children. So I'm uh, I've had I've had sort of a bachelor's week. So I was able to go oh, to the game, have a few pints with the boys after afterwards. So that, those, those, those tweets came from a like uh, from the bar more than from my sort of uh, intellect. <laughs> uh, so how does a Sunday game work then for you guys? Because Jamie, you've had a, a Sunday. Yeah, you had a Sunday game against the Ospreys, didn't you? We've had two. We've had one against Munster as well. That was yeah. a Sunday. And so, Reese, you just had a, a Sunday game. We haven't had yep. a Sunday game yet. So, better, worse, no difference. Worse. worse. Don't think it makes any difference for the Scarlets, to be honest, is it? Fuck off, Carl. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> From a supporter's uh, point of view, I'm thinking, does it, you know, how does it? rate compared to a Saturday or a Friday night game or I, I don't mind it. I mean I my ideal kickoff time I've always said I like a Saturday 3 p.m. That's the traditional kickoff time. Quarter past five on a Saturday is fine, but I don't mind Sundays. From a dragon's point of view though, attendance wise, Sunday has been the best attended. We had a good crowd against Munster, we had a really good crowd against Ospreys. Um the crowds we've had since then has been you know averaging around the four thousand mark. So um yeah, attendance-wise, Sunday seems to be our best attended games. But you know, in an ideal world, I would prefer a Saturday afternoon kickoff. I know that clashes with you know, you get people saying, "Well, that clashes with grassroots. I can't go to that game if I'm playing, and I want to see my local club." But you know, you can't please everyone, can you? Really? No, so, uh, no. Well, yeah, Saturday thinking, for me is the best. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking the Sunday afternoon game might actually, you know, work from from an attendance point of view and from a money point of view. You know that might actually be quite a good call. I, I say I don't know. I don't. If we had a, a Scarlets game on a Sunday, I don't know how that would work for me. But it's it would there'd be less things to 
worry about. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Might be the worst kick, win. the worst ones are the seven thirty-five on a Saturday because that is a terrible time for families of young children. Oh, it's far right. too no, late. Yeah, it's too late. It's, it's too late for the kids. I don't like it. it you know, it's it's cold and it's just you know it, it, that is not a suitable time for the families. This is why I prefer the afternoon. I just <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. You know, it's it's by the time you get home, it could be like half 10, 11 o'clock, and it's just too late. What's yeah. his name, Jamie? Uh, it's a long day, isn't it? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> it's the bus driver in the opposition. That's what it is. Just the only one who travels. <laughs> we got uh, fans, just not that many. Yeah. Growing all Famous. the time, mate. Well, let's let's demolish the scarlets to for a couple of minutes and then we'll 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 Trash the Ospreys and uh, uh, and then we move on to sunnier climbs. So, uh, Gordon Bennett, it's, it was it was hard watch because we made six or seven line breaks. We there were some bits of that game that we were totally in control of, and to end up on the the wrong side of a pasting again. Oh, just really, really frustrating. The amount of times we made a break and then we ran the back of them and we're one pass away from a try. Uh, it just, I think there were there were at least four line breaks there that were one decent pass away from a try. So we're not seeing it as a as the shit that everyone else is kind of seeing it as. It's just like it's not clicking at the minute. Um, New coach confirmed today coming in, Lee Blackett. So we're hoping that's good appointment. Yeah, very good appointment, Harris. You know, he's worked with Dwayne Peel before as well. Um, I think he was coaching when Peel was playing or something like that. I think there's a connection with him somewhere before. Okay, and it's so they they kind of know each other a fair bit. So. That starting bit, the, 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 it's an easy start for him as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. So, yeah, it's take the results aside. You know, we're not far away from where actually we need to be. But it just shows how competitive this league is where, you know, if you're not absolutely on it, you're just getting fucking pasted every week. And it's it's hard, you know. It's it's hard. I feel sorry for you, Jamie. I'm going to put up with this for the last ten seasons. You know, I've I've had it for three games. Yeah, you've got no idea. <laughs> Imagine having it for years, dealing with this for years and years. You're only just realising. Yeah. Just tough, isn't it? It's not easy. Torch on another team, lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's in no, my world now. Now he knows the pain. <laughs> no, it is. It, it's. It's and and I think there's there's some good players in there. Like I said we got ten players coming back from injury over the next two weeks, and another two coming back off uh, cards. I think Fafita and Lausi are both going to South Africa. So you know it, it's not all doom and gloom. And I think that's why this this kind of break in the season 
has come at just the right time for us. Where, you know, it's all just set. Just take a couple of minutes, take a couple of deep breaths. Let's start again. Get some boys back on the pitch, and uh, and let's let's go and you know the, the expectations of going to South Africa are quite low. So you you can kind of go out there and and shock a few people, and it may be just kind of the the right point of the season for us. It might work really really well. We're not losing that many players to to Wales, so we're going to train with pretty much the full squad for the next four weeks and our next competitive game. Our next competitive um, URC game is on Boxing Day. You know. It's in the UK. So uh, the next game in the UK is on Boxing Day. So, you know, it's 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 a good long kind of trot before we get back into URC and 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 competitive stuff. So I'm not, you know, I've seen some of the bollocks going around Facebook and and Twitter. I'm not that bothered about it to be honest. It's it is hard. It is shit. But calling for people to be sacked and you know. This, that, and the other. I think I think there are structural issues within the Scarlets, um, the the, the Scarlet setup, the the Scarlets um, region, that you guys wouldn't, you guys just wouldn't think of addressing. Like, you know, some of our when you talk about players coming through into the academy in your feeder system, Cardiff works off two um, colleges that are both in Cardiff City Centre. And about ten minutes away from Cardiff Club, you know, in in Scarlet's region, you got boys in Aberystwyth, in Pembroke, you know, we're we're hour hour fifteen away from a home game, you know. So we, I think, we, we we're starting to see issues popping their heads up that, that that are deeper than just the the headline, if you like. You know, when you scrape that first team away and you start looking at what's underneath and what's coming up, we've got different issues in the Scarlets region and always have done. And we've always kind of found a way to kind of paper over the cracks. And now with that money kind of starting to sink, we've had to go, shit, we actually need to do something a bit different here to start bringing our own players through because it's not happening the way it, the way it needs to. So fingers crossed. It's uh it's the start of something different and the start of something new. And, Lee, um, how how concerned are you about Scarlet's discipline? Because there was a shocking stat that came out over the weekend. Seven league games we've played. Scarlet's have received ten yellow cards and two red cards. Now that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's a culture issue. That something is clearly not right. Well, I'm I'm gonna refer to Reese's um WhatsApp message and go fucking refs. Um that's uh, <laughs> oh, it's all the rest fault. Okay, yeah, that's just playing the rest. No, I think I think there's we, we've gotten ourselves into a position where we we're in that desperate position too often, and and when you get into that desperate position, you know you you start doing things that you wouldn't normally do. You lose a, you lose the cool a little bit earlier. And some of them, some of the yellow cards, like Costello's yellow card against um, the Ospreys. Was it the Ospreys? No, Ulster. Costello is one against the, the one against the Ospreys was perfectly genuine. You know, he lifted him, he caught it wrong, he spiked him. Yellow card, no problem at all. The one against Ulster, 
the guy's jumping for the ball, competing in the air, and he gets, you know, his hands are up there. This his left hand gets caught on the Ulster player. The Ulster player's right hand catches Costello's left hand, and because the Ulster player lands awkward and Costello doesn't, Costello's off on a yellow. It's bits like that that you just kind of it starts to eat at you, and it starts to eat at your confidence, and then you you start kind of you get into that desperation a lot sooner than what you would is is if everything's going nicely and smoothly and you've got confidence in everything, you don't feel like you've got to go flying into that ruck. You don't feel like you've got to go for that interception. You can It, it takes away the sharpness, doesn't it? It takes away the sharpness of what, of how heavy you will go into certain things if people are picking you off for yeah. perceived uh, crimes. Yeah. And, yeah but that's and, about consistency across the board, then, from the referees and DMOs and, and touch judges. You know, mm. it has to be completely consistent across the board. Yeah, you know, so everyone knows where they stand. And at the minute, TMOs are an absolute fucking joke, absolute joke. And it's, it isn't just Scarlet. I think it is. We are getting pinged more than most, and I think that comes down to desperation and confidence. But some of the decisions that TMOs are missing, or okaying and rubber stamping, where you're just going, "This isn't right." Um, that's that's a I think that's a deeper issue for the URC that really needs to be ironed out because it's week on week on week and it's across the board. And if if well, their decisions are the fine difference between a team losing and winning the game, you know, yeah. it's like when, when the Ospreys played the Stormers, there was a blatant forward pass uh, yeah. against the, for the Stormers, and it wasn't picked up at all. Apart from the crowd, the crowd saw it, you know, and everyone on TV. And everyone on Mars fucking saw it. But, yeah. you know, the TMO didn't see it. But it does. It makes a huge difference to the game and you know, the result of the game. So now that you started talking about the Ospreys then, Carwin, and, and we've quite conveniently moved away from the Scarlet's game, and that's that's boxed off, that's gone. We're not going to go I back and talk about that one now. Yeah, let's, let's get stuck into the Ospreys game, shall we? Yeah, I thought you'd like there was not much to get stuck into, to be honest. Um I mean Well Pab, the good 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 answer <laughs> From 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 the start, you know, we, we had two good tries, heads up rugby. And it was like confident, happy days, get get amongst them. But then as soon as Connor hit back, we dropped our heads, we had no attacking intent, we were kicking the ball, kicking the ball, kicking the fucking ball. And and there was just nothing. And and I don't know what happened to change that mindset. Whereas like they just went into a defensive mode, they were too afraid to attack. Whereas they clearly had the ability to go forward and, and could have won the game. Absolutely they could have won the game. And and I look at it like the game, the last few games now from the start of the season, Ospreys could have won the last three or four of their matches. You know, um, Dragons aside, I thought the Dragons were a far better team. But um, it, it's just a shame because there's young lads there and I feel like the rugby's been drilled out of them. You know, they were heads up, bang, bang, two tries, and that was it. Can you, can you boys hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're waiting for you to calm down and, and let everyone else kind of uh, get stuck into you, mate, is what it is. Ah, there he is. <laughs> yeah. I can see you now. We couldn't see you. Yeah. 
fine. He's basically describing Cardiff at the end of last season, like, isn't it? Go, you know, have a good, bright start and then just crumble away, sort of thing. And it happens across the board with the. Well, it's it's happening. You'd admitted that it's happened to the Dragons as well, and it's happening to uh, it's happened to the Scars the past couple of games as well, isn't it? Like, you know, think of it. Um, but, I th- but I think we've got promise going forward. You know, we've got, we've got a good squad. We only we only brought one player in, young Jack Walsh, there this season. And I tell you, I thought we had a good game. Was uh, young Hugh Sutton in the second row? I thought he had a cracking game mm. uh, yeah. against Connor. Yeah, he scored a try as well. I think, in fact, I think he was named the URC team of the week as well. Um, but I just thought, I thought he was good. And <coughs> excuse me. I think there is promise. Can kick on for the rest of the season. Um, I, I think we'll have a tidy season. I hope we finish above the rest of you, just because I think we should. Um, just, just because, isn't it? Just, 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 because. just because you're the Ospreys. Yeah. Yeah. The arrogance of it. Um... The absolute arrogance of that. Bloody hell. <laughs> Remember, boys, he's this best. Uh, I'm glad yeah. it's not just me. <laughs> Oh no, no, I, I do. I, I think we should be where we're sitting in the table at the moment. You've you got know, the best just, squad out of all the regions. That is a fact. We, and to only win one game at this stage of season, I think, is pretty poor. Quite frankly, well, yeah, with the you players know, you've we, had. We, yeah, we've had two draws. Um, or yeah. three draws. I think it's two. There, you've had two. two yeah, yeah. We, that's we, in, we lost, uh, one of the like, Yeah, we lost by a point to the storm, or two points to the storm. We lost by a couple of points to Connaught. You drew with the Stormers. Yeah. We drew with the Stormers. Yeah, sixty. Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah. That's well, right. like I say, it's fine. A fine margins again, and I'm not going to blame the ref. I'm going to blame the TMO because he should have fucking seen it because it was a mile <laughs> forward, that forward pass, you know. Um, but I don't know. I think there's promising days ahead, and actually, at the moment, I think there's promising days ahead for three of the four regions. Right, no, so who's the one that's not promising then? No, we don't. Well, Tell us, well, Darwin. Who is that? <laughs> who, who are you alluding to? Who do you be possibly on about? Tell us. <laughs> well, they wear, they, they, wear, they wear red. They like to celebrate. Be, be clear. Be clear. <laughs> it's it's the, the Scarlet Boys, isn't it? You know. Um, they, oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. The right, only team so. that, that that is not looking forward to the future at the minute is the Dragons, because the only way we've fell in now is downwards for for the rest of us. <laughs> We can only improve. It's it's only Jamie sitting there going like, "This is quite nice. This is I'm I'm feeling comfortable knowing that at some point you're going to take a tonking and a half where the rest of us are going. Fuck it, we're we're just used to being disappointed at the minute. So anything else is an improvement. Do you know what I mean? So I'd say yeah. Jamie, I'd say the Dragons are the only ones that need to be worried about the rest of the season. Do, do, do you know what I like that? that... The, the more this podcast goes on, the more we get to know each other. The more we're just like swinging for each other. Like, and, even, and even if you haven't got like a good punch to land, we're all swinging at each other. It's quite aggressive at times, isn't it? Really passive aggressive, some of the comments on you. Uh, well, you notice that the, the, the more you drink, the, the more it becomes like that, that pub kind of thing. We'll go, oh, I'm going to fucking have a bit of minute. You fuck you. Okay. Fuck. Well, yeah. well, let, let, let's just put a rest in between. Rock bottom. There's only one way to go now. <laughs> you say that for years? In between us. Let's put a ref in between us. End on that point with the regions and let's come together for the cause of our country. We are playing the All Blacks this Saturday. And I, yeah. for one, think we're going to fucking win. 
my friend says, <laughs> I'm going by, to, by a point. My, mate, my mate reckons Wales by eight, and he's he's usually not wrong about these things, isn't it? But but I can't. I, I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what to say. I, I'd like to think we could. After watching the, I didn't watch the game, but I watched the highlights against uh, Japan. The extended highlights. Did you see them? Mm, yeah, it's good. I didn't see them. Really good. Oh, no. But then Japan kind of they changed up a lot of uh, a lot of things you know they were cheeky line outs they were cheeky tap and goes mm. do you know what i mean it wasn't you weren't playing into new zealand's hands you know yeah when, and, when and that's you, what japan's you... been doing season upon season japan basically mm. going like we like a lot of lot of sides come like let's you know um tier two rugby nations let's see who we're most like and try and play like them isn't it but japan's gone we're just unique man we got we've got fast players we got, we have got a Good skill set. Their skill sets are amazing. Like I'm passing between the backs and the forwards. It's like like anything from New Zealand or South Africa or Australia. Um, but they they play like they play to their strengths, don't they? Sort of thing. They move the ball fast away from the contact area as soon as possible. And they you know and they've got the they they now have something they haven't had before. Um, this past or five years, or maybe uh, since 2015 and um, just before, is um, forwards that can hit it up. They might be smaller, but yeah. they're strong and they can hit it they're up. They're powerful. They foreigners in yeah. there that, 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 that add a little bit of uh, meat and bone to the pack. Yeah. A lot of credit, though, has to go to Jamie Joseph because he's built yeah. on the good work of Eddie Jones. He's built on those foundations. I think he's done a terrific yeah. job at Japan. Mm-hmm. And they are, wow. you know what, they're brilliant to watch in their Japan. They're so entertaining. Yeah. They're great. And, and they, they give and the All Blacks an almighty scare. Mm. Yes. And they're um, playing England this season because I'd love to watch them Tonga England. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I think what it, what it shows, though, is that, you know, that, that dip in form that the All Blacks have had is a bit more than a dip in form. You know, it's... It, it's ongoing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's not a... I can't say it's a downward trend or anything like that, but that air that they used to have of stepping on the pitch and, you know, that that's good. As long as the All Blacks are on the pitch, that's good for 15 points sort of thing. That's gone now. And maybe, you know, part of the issue that, that Wales have, have had for the last 50 odd years has been in the head. Yeah. <laughs> some of it is some of it has been in the pitch and some of it has been in, in the skill set, but we've come so close so many times, and there's always just that last little bit, even if you're going into those last five minutes and you're 15 points ahead and you're going, Oh, I'm not liking this. I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's only five play, minutes another left. Fifteen minutes, another twenty minutes, wouldn't they? You know, hmm. keep on playing. But, um, when you look at the old up. blacks, all right. Look at the old blacks this this year. They lost at home to Ireland. They lost our series, and it was the country was in mourning, wasn't it? You know, in New Zealand, oh. that did not go down well at all. They I had a, a mix. No, they they had a mixed bag of a rugby championship because they lost at home to Argentina. That was another huge shock. And yet, through all the criticism they took, they still ended up winning the rugby championship. And yes. that's why I always say you can never, ever write off the All Blacks. Yes, of course not. you can talk about, not. you know, the, the aura is, you know, disappearing. They're not uh, invincible as they used to be. But you look at the team they've named today, it's still pretty good, isn't it? You know, it is, okay, it they, is. Haven't got, they, they haven't got Brody Vitalics, he's suspended, and they haven't got Sam Kane and Dane Coles Maris, and Will Jordan, it's not available. Yes, only a second test at 12, which is interesting. Um, It's not a position he normally plays, but you look at their team, they still got a pretty good team. He's played there a couple of tests now. He's a a big boy. Uh, 
yeah, so I, I don't think he's going to be you know, uh, a weak point for them. But the back like, line, though, the Kiwi back line, you know, Aaron Smith, Richie Mwanga, Caleb Clark, Jody Barrett, Rico Ioni, Sarah Reese, and Bowden Barrett. I mean, that is mm. <laughs> a good back line. You know, you can't argue with that, can you? you know? But at the same time, but, you know, our, that, that Welsh back line now is quite settled. When you look at the, the, the teams that we all selected and you look at the team that's actually been selected, well, yeah, there's, there's a good <laughs> at least 10 of them we we pretty much all selected who's who's ended up on the park. Do you know what I mean? So it's a fairly comfortable side. They they they're obviously comfortable together, and and they played together a fair bit. And I think you're in that that phase now of kind of building stuff together. You know, we we've gone through the bit of all right. Alan Wynne Jones has kind of. Maybe his last three or four games that he started in where he was there on reputation, yeah. And having him now come off the bench with like an impact player. On his own. But, no, he's not an impact player. That's the problem, isn't it, with Alan Jones? He's not that impact player. But he is a leader, isn't he? And you need yeah, people really like that in the dressing yeah. room. Yeah. That's and why you, he's there. You know? And when you bring in him on with 10, 15 minutes to go or 20 minutes to go, you know, and he is quite a fiery player. He can be quite a fiery player when he comes on. That's, you know, that's a good thing for players around you to see. Do you know what I mean? And I I just, I don't want to say, you know, when you banned me from predicting a, a Dragons win, James? Yes, that's yeah. still ongoing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in that feeling at the minute we normally I'm normally I'm usually quite confident oh, I think this is the one this is the one and I've been like that now for about 30 years this this is the one this is the one I don't care if we haven't won a game for 15 games this this is the one I can I just feel we're gonna sneak it and that's, I'm not like it that's part of our culture though isn't it that's that's something we can all unite on it's like blind optimism is it it's a great it? optimism in Wales oh, mm. yeah so regional and <laughs> Every time I go to Cardiff, oh, yeah, uh, all week I'll be like, you know, now we can't do that, now we can't do that. And then, like, on the day, like, this is it. Doing? Come on, boys. A <laughs> couple of beers on me as well. So, oh, dear, that's, uh, well, what do we think of the actual squad, though? Oh, we do, yeah. Well, what do we actually think of the, of the team that's been named? Because when I saw it today, Normally, when I see a watch, you're like, oh, why is he there? You know, and you question a couple of decisions. I, I really like this team. I really do. And it's yeah. great to see Rio in there. I didn't think he was going to get selected, but it turns out that uh, Adams and Cuthbert aren't quite there yet. Massive opportunity for him. Him and Louis Samit on the wings. I mean, that's gas right there, isn't it? And if mm. they get time and space, if we get in the ball, they're going to cause some damage. It's really exciting. And Rio isn't a small boy, is he? Rio, no. no, he's not. No, no like Zamo, Zamo's what, six foot four? I don't know how big Rio is, but he's, he's not small. Well, that's what gave him the height over Keelan Giles. Pivak did say that, you know, he's bigger and he's, his aerial work is really good. But there's not one player. I, I mean, I suppose some people said, well, Nicky Smith could have started, said Gav Thomas, Ken Owens, you know. But I look at that team and I think it's really exciting and I like it and I can't argue and, with it. I, I'm looking forward Nicky to Smith's it. Another strong one that, team. Come on, isn't it? Nicky Smith's another one that is a good yeah. to come on with half hour or, or whatever uh, or, uh, to go at the 50 minute mark and, and scrummage well and still be moving around the path. Yeah. Well, well you know, the you, look from, you look from, from South Africa now. We won a game. We should have won two. Um, yeah. That's it now. That, that's where the buck stops. This is it now. We are World Cup yeah. season. We have to start winning these autumns. 
We're getting stuck into the Six Nations. We we win the fucking Six Nations. We beat Ireland. We beat England. We beat France, fucking Italy, and Scotland. And then we win the warm ups and we get into that World Cup. There's no messing now. We've got a strong squad. Yes, we'll probably will lose one across the way. But we've got a really good squad there. And maybe yes, one or two yeah. players could be tweaked over the season to come to, you know, the injuries aside and everything. But I think that's a cracking squad we've got at the moment. I this is a proper think... contest, though, isn't it? Because remember the last yeah. time we played New Zealand, everyone keeps harking back, oh, yeah, New Zealand put 50 points of Wales. That game was played outside the test window. Wales had loads of players missing. It was a second-string Wales. That wasn't a yeah. fair contest. This team, I think, oh, do I be positive? I don't know. It, does, it goes against Go Brandt. I'm not sure. Okay. I've been called negative quite a lot lately as well. Even people at the Giants called negative. I think that's the team. I'm not saying we're definitely going to win, but I think that is a team that could potentially beat the All Blacks. I look at our team and I think, yeah, why not? I do. Well, I've got to be honest. Right I do. do I think they... like 28 27 to Wales. Oh, See, no one gave Carwin the memo about not predicting a Wales win there, did they? <laughs> about the rest... I'll never go against Wales. <laughs> I will never, ever go against Wales. I don't care if we're playing the best team on the planet. Wales are winning this weekend 28 27. So oh, the hope the kills already you, in the mood, man. He's already in that mood. Oh, yeah. the I've, been in, I've been in that mood for about a month now. I've, I'm, I've been ready for this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so, well, again, someone was here about dying. He's, uh, it's just, uh, I, I said it on Twitter. I've said it before, yeah, like and stuff like that. But, he, but like all season, he's been running at people with reputation, isn't he? Like uh, not caring, like you know, go he's fearless. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and he won't, you know, it's against Caelan Clark. Uh, who's on the other wing for? Uh, Seven the dragons. Yeah, yeah. 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 Are you putting Shinza second row or are you putting him in the back row? And if you're putting him in the back row, that, that guy can play anywhere from four to eight. Yeah. And he can cause damage in any one of those positions. So where are you going to put him and who are you going to take off to bring Shinza on? Well, you'd expect Alwin to come on, wouldn't you? So maybe not second row. Well, I suppose he could come on as well. I would say he's playing seven for Exeter at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if he come on for Tommy Raphael and played seven. It's exactly that's the same because Tips is at six, Exeter. isn't he? Yeah, Tips he's is at six. So that would be my guess because he is actually playing that position for Exeter now and he's thriving at the moment yeah. in the English Prem. So I would put him at seven. I'd bring him on at uh, eight. I'd bring him on instead of Falata. Oh, okay, he's... yeah, that's another good chance. He's... Well, it depends on what he's playing. Yeah, well, Falatau's just That's had the injury scare and he's a fitness scare. So it's not going to take much for him to kind of go down and, and, you know, all blacks are going to target him. If they know that there's a weakness there, they're going to they're gonna run at him. And you put Shinza in at eight. He's, what is he, six foot six, six foot seven, 20 stone, and he keeps popping up on the wing. You know, He's dynamic, isn't he? He's dynamic. Yeah. I... Yeah. I I think that that might genuinely be his long-term position because as a big ball carrier and a fast guy, you know, we need somebody there that's going to take over from Falatau and there's nobody obvious putting their hand up at the minute. 
and I'd I'd love to see a great big six foot six, big heavy guy running at pace and just doing some damage. And um, I'd, I'd love to see him come on there, but it does throw up an interesting one. You know, who who are you going to take off to bring Shunza on? It's it's yeah. not obvious. Like everybody, you go through the rest of the subs. It's quite obvious. You know, your scrum half, outside half. You've got Owen Watkins covering the backs in general, right? And Shunza is such a talented player that he can come on. He could probably come on at centre if you asked him to. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's going to be between him and Zamet and Dyer. We're just going to kind of throw so many curveballs at, at the at the All Blacks. And a lot of this rests on Thomas Williams and whether he's got that confidence back to just tap and go. You know, we're just standing there in the middle of the pitch, penalty, all backs turn their back, go. And I think if we start doing that and you've got the likes of Dyer and Zamet on your shoulder, then we're going to cause some serious damage. That's it. Yeah, we, we have to be dynamic. We have to be more aggressive than them. From the, from the start, aggression, take it straight to them and don't let off that off their throats for the whole 80 fucking 90 minutes if it has to be you know yeah. just forward 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 but I think you talk about someone coming off the bench there now you know God forbid half Penny gets injured who's your full back who do they switch around there you know you've got Priest under there to come on as well you've got Owen uh, Watkin covering the centre which means George could probably go to the wing Zamo could go to the full back I don't know I think he's chosen a good Good selection of backs on the bench just to switch it around with the guys he's got on the pitch. I think he's got the experience on the pitch to move around as well. Um, I'm really excited, boys. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I, I can't bloody wait. I think as long as, as like I said, as long as they show that aggression and they play with that tempo and don't let off the throat, I think we've got a great chance of winning this weekend. The I last think... 20 minutes are key, though, aren't they? Because how many yeah, times have we seen Wales? Uh, they do really well for, like, 60 minutes, and we've seen it more so against some of the Emmetsphere teams. And then they always drop off in those last 20. They've got to really keep it. Like you said, they got to play for the full 80. I know that's a rugby yeah. cliche, but they've got to do it. It's the only way you're going to beat them. And they got to score points. You know, you, you can't put points on the All Blacks because they're going to keep the scoreboard ticket. So they've got to play yeah. positively and smart and... I, I genuinely think we've got a chance. I, I know it's, it's going to kill me. The hope is going to kill me. But I genuinely <laughs> believe Wales have the best chance they've had in a very long time of turning them over because they're not well, invincible. Well, I'm going with my wife. Group, I'm so she's a Kiwi. Sat one. next to me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really hoping to win, like, isn't it? But anyway, we first sat together in 2004 when we lost by a point. And um, we argued so much during that game that every subsequent uh, game after that, we just uh, yeah. sat back. And now she's going to be in France. She's going to be in France. No, no, she's game. back on Saturday oh, she's morning. Back without her, is she's she? back on Saturday morning. We're going, we're going, we're taking my youngest. Uh, the 14 year old is too cool for school now, so she's not coming. But uh, yeah. Uh, so now oh, that you're Jamie... having a great time. Now that Jamie's brought up playing for 80 minutes and a classic cliche, this is a good opportunity now, right, to introduce the drinking game for this weekend. So purely based on what commentators say or, or, or something that we're going to see, right? So I've asked, what's his name? Um, uh, Dai Lama. Have you seen Dai Lama on Twitter? Yeah. And every yes. year he does this really, really detailed, great big drinking game. They're so big. That's great. By by the time you've worked out what you've got to do, 
Uh, you, do you know what I mean? You're not watching the game. You're, you're 15 minutes <laughs> in, you're off catcher on the floor, you know. So, yeah, I thought we'd keep it nice and simple for our drinking game, yeah. We'll have one each, and then we'll get something off Twitter, and uh, we'll get one of our listeners to, to, to nominate the fifth rule, right? So, my rule is any time, and this pisses me off, something chronic. Any time that you've got a line out and they go, oh, good darts or superb arrows, go, fuck off. He's throwing a ball into the line out. He's throwing the ball. He's not throwing darts. He's not throwing arrows. He's throwing a fucking rugby ball on a rugby pitch in. Just say that was a good throw. So that's, that's my one is any time that there's a good arrows or good darts, that's one finger. Yeah. All right. And I was, I said, well, mine is, them. mine is, go on, Sorry, before I forget, mine is every time they say, oh, well, that's a commentator's curse, when he's definitely going to kick the yeah. kick and then he fucking misses. <laughs> yes. All right. Because that's, that's awesome. my dead sin. <laughs> so, so I think comment- that's mine. And that's, yeah, commentator's curse is two points, two fingers. <laughs> commentator's curse is two fingers. Cool. Jamie, what have you got, mate? So my rule is, you have to down a pint, and it is going to be a pint. Down a pint? If you, uh, oh, it's a pint. Fuck. Yeah, it's a pint. If you hear any commentator or pundit in the studio, refer to Louis Rees-Samit as Reese lightning So that's oh, going to be yeah, my rule, because yeah. that, I don't know why you're annoyed. They do it on BT all the time, and it really fucking annoys me. It's so cliched. It's so shit. Stop it. Just stop calling him Reese lightning He's Rees-Samit. You're going to be absolutely flawed before kick-off, mate. <laughs> oh, probably will. I probably will. <laughs> Where's Jamie? Do you He's on the Jamie? floor. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I've called an ambulance already. He's on his way. He can watch it at the hospital. <laughs> oh, well, he wouldn't get an ambulance for about eight hours over here, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, that's that is in the bar. Coward will be in charge of allocating you an ambulance. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Coward will be watching the game. Um, so Reese, what's, what's your one? We'll go on this. So whenever the um, uh, the commentator refers to uh, what's going on in the front row by either saying like um, uh, the dark arts or <laughs> turn it to, to, uh, to, to the prop, uh, you know, the next and go. Could you tell us a bit more about what's going on or, or anything on those lines? You have to do. Two fingers, only two fingers. That's not a pint. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a shame that uh, John Inverdale isn't around on the competition anymore because he could have one. Well, let's talk about England. But uh, hey ho. That's for another game. That would be another way. Even if you did one finger every time you said, let's talk about England, you'd still be in the same place as Jamie Neck a pint on every time they say, uh, yeah. Reese Lightning. Yeah, I think you probably would. It'd be awful. So, what are we looking for from <laughs> listeners then? So we're looking for something that that really pisses you off when a commentator says it, and it's quite. Who are, who are the commentators for um, uh, Amazon? Because it's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? I'm not understand sure, but Gatland is a pundit. He's going to be punditing for the uh, punditing of word for the Wales games. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to see one Gatland on Sunday night. I'm going to. I got a Q and A with one Gatland on Sunday in the Swansea Ground. Oh, that'd be oh, interesting. That's cool. You'll have yeah, to yeah. ask him if he's heard of, of our podcast, mate. <laughs> I will. I mean, it's, I'll send him the link. I'll send him the link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon then, if he's if he's going to be a pundit, we should have something where every time Gatlin says, well, when I was in charge of Wales, and see how many yeah. times he rolls that bad boy out. It'd be, uh, 
Yeah. Hey, so let's let's finish it up then on on some proper predictions for the weekend. Then, so let's we're just stick into the Wales game because there's like about there's about ten games on on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this insane. So we are allowed to predict the Wales win and just kind of accept that fate is fate and what will happen will happen. So, go on, Carl, when you start, because you're bursting yeah. through. We're going to hammer them. <laughs> well, like, well, like I said, 28-27 to Wales. 28-27 hammer. Then Priestland comes on and he kicks the winning kick in the final minute. Now, we've done that one. That was South Africa last year, mate. We've, we've done matter. that one. We played that card. Of the, nation, <laughs> the hearts of the nation will be rushing through, you know, the blood will be rushing through our veins. He kicks off and that's it. The, the, the breweries will run dry once again. I, I tell you what, mate, if if we don't win on Saturday, you're going to be an absolute nightmare to live with for about a month. Because <laughs> you're really, really <laughs> up for this, aren't you? you can oh, just... I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to be in Cardigan, not knowing a single bloody soul in a pub somewhere, and I better have it on, because I'll tell you what, I'll be going back down to Pembroke for the happening. Um, but I'm sure they'll have it on somewhere, but I don't care. Once you're yeah, around rugby folk, it doesn't matter. There's loads of, I'm, I'm sure I saw Cardigan Clubhouse have got it on anyway, which is a, it's a weird clubhouse, because their clubhouse, you've got to walk through the stand that's you right, yeah. Up to the end of the stand, up the stand, and then it's kind of like run the back and over the top of the changing rooms. It's really weird clubhouse yeah, to get. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. So, Jamie, <laughs> score predictions for the weekend. Look, I've never, ever predicted a Wales win over the All Blacks. And I'm still not going to. So, my <laughs> <Mike, yeah. laughs> Oh, no. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. My God. Uh, I'm joking, <laughs> oh. lads. No, no. I, as I said earlier, I think, I genuinely believe this is Wales' best chance of getting a win. And I know that New Zealand team is still pretty strong. Of course, they're still going to be very, very difficult to beat. But I do think that team is good enough to turn New Zealand or If they play, it would be cliche again, play for the full 80 minutes, don't do anything stupid, have a good crack at them, I think we'll win. So I'm going to go for Wales by five points. But also, just quickly, you want to know about the commentators. I just found out who the commentators are. So it's going to be Andrew Cotter, the lead commentator, who's very, very good, the Scottish guy. Then you've got Sam Warburton on cold comms and Tom Shanklin on cold comms. Oh, good, so just yeah. to let that know. Okay, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm going for a narrow <laughs> way of swim. Oh, I said it now, I'm like, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, I'm done, I'm done now. <laughs> I've done it now. Well, oh. well, for this week only, we're all behind you, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon yes. if we can get the ball into Reese Lightning's hands, we're, we're sorted. Oh, Reese, what's your prediction? Hey, uh, sorry to all the in-laws and it's like turning my phone off if this doesn't happen, but Wales by five, man, I'm going to go for that as well. Hey, hey. happy days. This is positive, isn't it? It's really positive. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at <laughs> all. I want to be in a spare bed if we. If we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm well, gonna go for. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty five ten. I don't even think it'll be close. I think we're, we're gonna. What Wales? Yeah. What, what, what are you been drinking? Where are we going with this now? <laughs> what team? Where are we going? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I do. I think I think Wales will. We'll shock him, we'll do some stuff. You know, Pivak's a clever guy. I know he gets a, a load of grief 
on yeah, some, a load of people. But, you know, he knows what he's doing. He really does. And he knows how to break a team. And I just think that he's starting to bring it all together. So, yeah, I'm going to go 25-10. And um, I'm going to stock up on on plenty of beer because I've got a feeling okay, so, that that so recycling thing off... is going to crucify me, mate. Absolutely <laughs> crucify me. I'm off down to Perrinbrook tomorrow, so I'll shut down Lee's drug farm and he should come back with some more uh, decent predictions next week. Um, He'd <laughs> <laughs> be very welcome, mate. He'd be very welcome. So, we've got a couple of minutes before we, before we wrap up, gents. Just going away from all of that for a couple of minutes just talking about um you know, the the game in general and and what have you what do we make of the wiu board and the election and rob butcher and jamie you, you've been talking a lot about this on on twitter what's your kind of explain it to carwin because I'll, I'll give carwin's quote I know fuck all about this kind of stuff. So kind of educate Carwin and everyone else on why it's important and what's going on, mate. Right, so basically, to cut a long story short, the WRU held an AGM last Sunday at the Parkgate Hotel. They put forward a motion to have an independent chair on the WRU board. So that means it's uh, a chair that's not elected by the clubs, basically, someone to come in from the outside and make those difficult decisions. And we all know that game needs to modernise, you know, in Wales. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get quite enough support. I think the threshold is 75, which is quite high, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. They, got, they got 66. So more clubs voted than against, but the problem is they didn't quite reach that threshold. Um, as a result, Rob Butcher has resigned, although he said that that's not to do with this result. He was going to do it before. I'm not sure if I believe him or not, to be honest. But um, it's not really surprising, is it? You know, that yet again, there are certain clubs who just aren't willing to move forward, who aren't willing to modernise the game in Wales. And um, as disappointing as it is, it's, it's not really surprising. It's um, beyond disappointing, isn't it? It's, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, worldwide rugby now, when, when you have like stadiums in, say, New Zealand that, that can't sell out, you know, uh, sell out for an all black game anymore. Uh, do you mean that the, the game's in a, like a, on a crossroads, isn't it? Like it's got to modernize everywhere, but definitely got to modernize in Wales. And having like the amateur game, uh, you know, around the throat of the professional one is yeah. it's just bonkers to me. Like, it's, 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 it's got the. Be it's the it's the community tail wagging the professional dog, you know. Yeah. If you want to use that analogy, and, yeah, um, yeah. You know, this is twenty twenty two. You know, we can't have. I mean, community rugby is very important, right? It's yes, very massively, important. Massively. But we can't and uh, we can't downplay that. But there has Too to be a recognition. Yeah, there is a gravy train at the WRU, and they have to recognise and understand that. The WRU is a multi-million pound business and it needs to be run by professional businessmen. This is why now they're going to elect a new chairman and all the best to Rob Butcher. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but he was underqualified for that role. Yeah, not good enough. He was not, not enough. qualified for that role. I appreciate he's been a great club servant. What they need is someone who has professional business administration skills and someone with a background in sport. Well, the problem is the clubs will have to decide again, won't they? They will elect the next chairman. Are they going to bring in the right guy or are we just going to get another repeat? That's my concern, you know? 
So we'll just see what happens. But um, you know, and there has to be a recognition. It's from a yeah. mistrust from the clubs about what would happen. But let's let's point out as well: the sixty-six percent did vote for it, like in this over half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they, 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 there's big strong mistrust in Welsh rugby, is there, about like if this happens, what it'll do to already struggling clubs, you know, mm-hmm. clubs around me, like uh, and Carwin, um, mm-hmm. like Land, Land of North, say, uh, you know, uh, you know, village clubs like that sort of thing that used to run like three sides and a vet side every, and a youth side, you know, every Saturday, uh, are struggling for one side now and stuff like that. So I get that and what have you, but something has to be done at the top. Yeah. Of that to Commun- community rugby. To be flowing that way as well. Community rugby is struggling, right? I mean, you know, there's all these reports about games getting called off. That has challenges. I recognise that. But, you know, it's like I said, we've got to move forward. Something we need to modernise the business because we can't carry on like this. I think half the problem is, is that we keep telling these lower league clubs that this is a 100, 150 million pound business or whatever. And they're sitting there going, well, we're not seeing it. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Why, why every now and again... The, the it's WA... mismanaged by amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think this is the problem, see, is they, they look at what's happening and they go, well, if we change this, it'll be worse. Yeah? Like, every now and again, the WRU will, will run the, this grant scheme where you can redo your changing rooms. There's only so much of that you can do. Yeah? And yeah. I don't think the clubs are, are feeling enough of the the benefits of the top of the game to go, okay, you're running this game really well, off you go. And I think part of the problem as well is that if you've ever tried getting a volunteer inside a rugby club, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a couple of guys earlier where we used to have a load of committee men around you all the time. You couldn't move for committee men. Yeah, everything was cleaned, polished. The 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 pitch was mowed with an inch of its life. Um, you know, everything was spick and span. It's not like that anymore. You might have five or six guys running the whole stuff in the background and trying to do their best, and they just need a bit of support. And I think that's what's holding it back. Is it, they're not, you know, you've got these these old guys that have maybe been doing this thirty five, forty years and really struggling, and they're doing their best. And they need a bit of support from the WIU. Mm. And I think if that support was there, and then the WIU are saying, look, you know, we're doing this because the top end of the game is making X amount of millions. However, if we had an independent share, we could maybe double that over the next five years. And if we double that that uh, that income, the benefit for you at this level will be bang, 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 bang. I don't think anybody's taking the time to look at that that bottom layer and go what will the benefit of that bottom layer be and until they do they're not going to get their own way because we're stuck in this structure where you can't change a structure unless everybody inside that structure votes to change themselves mm. yeah and you, you you're not going to vote to have less less influence unless there's something in it for you so what's in it for everybody is that Welsh rugby survives and not only survives, thrives, isn't it? You know, so so that the, the regions need like more money pumped into them, sort of thing, to be competitive. Um, you know, a coaching um, uh, uh, pipeline needs to be sort of created, doesn't it? Like, there's more effective. 
you know, it's good that like people like Dave Flanagan keep pop, popping up all uh, now and again, isn't it? But we need something a bit yeah. more robust. Um, when we talked about crowds a couple of months ago and stuff like that, bringing crowd, you know, successful breed crowds coming back, young people watching their heroes play and then wanting to play for their local clubs. Then, you know, money then for the lo you know, local clubs and stuff like that to build change rooms, to build those uh, uh, parks and, you know, in partnership with, you know, colleges, uh, lo local authorities and stuff like that. So, so, so people can go out and play rugby and things like that. Yeah. And, then, and then those players go out and play for the region yeah. of Wales again. But the problem is there's too much self-interest in Welsh rugby and that's yes, what's killing the game. And I can always, I always remember watching an interview that Garth Davis did and he said that there's just too much self-interest. Nobody could ever agree on anything. Everyone's fighting. They're not working with each other. And let's not forget Garth Davis, right? No, he did his best to modernise <laughs> you know, he did his best. But what happened? The clubs voted him out. Mm. So we actually had a good qualified chairman with business administration experience, but the mm. clubs voted him out and therein lies e the problem. Everyone is comfortable in their own position and don't want to let go. Yeah. It's a gravy train, I, mate. That's what the last yeah. be it, unfortunately. But can I, so can I just maybe before, um, before I forget, Lee? Sorry, before I forget. So, so I'm talking of props. My wife just walked and said. Neville Southall just started following me on Twitter. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gents, we're going to knock it on the edge. Of the night. <laughs> How can we uh, compete with that? We can't. We can't compete with that, can we? Yeah. Neville Southall, bloody hell. Enjoy your yeah. rugby this weekend, guys. Have a great one. We'll catch up. Well, that's a wrap. Did you see what we did there? Did you see? It was good, wasn't it? So we hope you enjoyed listening to the show today. If you'd like to get involved with the show, you can message us by going to anchor.fm forward slash rap, the W-R-R-A-P. Hit the message button and you can record a short voice message for us to play on the show. Or you can follow us on Twitter with rap podcast, W-R-R-A podcast. See what we did there? We do don't just put this stuff together, you know. Uh, oh, you can email us on a Welsh regional rugby pod at gmail.com. So don't forget, this is the show for you, the fans. The more of you that get involved, the better the show is. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Sports Social Podcast Network.